what is up? Welcome to the No Walls podcast. My name is Taylor and I am here with Preston and Trevor. Today I am emceeing this a little bit, I guess. There's really not like an MC, is there? Because no, more of just someone opens the podcast is really what we're saying. We say MC. Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting till I've been here long enough to be able to introduce one. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor's introducing the next one. Done. Oh no. Like one of those, like, what did I just do? <laughs> I was joking. Not really. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we've been in a sermon series in Switch called Soul Care. And uh, when I was kind of praying about the year, I realized that um, if I was really going to, like, take um, our students and our leaders to a place where we could go deeper, um, it made me kind of ask myself, like, what are some of the deeper parts of who we are? Mm-hmm. Right? Most things healthy grow from the inside out. And uh, I started thinking through, like, what does it look like to care for your soul? Scripture talks about the soul a bunch and there's just, I mean, it's, it's such a convoluted word. And so we kind of processed it. And um, last night at switch, we're talking about, you know, processing our emotions. Um, and when I was preparing for the sermon series, but specifically the sermon this week, man, I, uh, I did not realize like just the toll that trying to, <clears throat> trying to process how you are wired, like, the cost of that. Mm-hmm. I think everybody on like a, on a paper would be like, you know, like on, on, on paper, everyone would be like, absolutely. You want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That seems like such a simple answer. Of course you want to be healthy. Who doesn't want to be healthy? Healthy seems like a win. Who like you do a room who in here doesn't want to be, wants to be healthy. Everybody raise their hand yeah. until you have to do it. <laughs> and I think what, like I started realizing throughout this whole series really is, I think healthy costs. I think trying to figure out how to undo damage and how to process through trauma and how to make heads of tales of um, stories you've written about people that are false and and stories you've written that uh, <clears throat> about yourself that are false and <clears throat> all the baggage that comes with so many of the relationships we have. It's like, I think healthy is hard. <clears throat> um, I think it's scary. I think it takes a lot of work. Um, and I don't think it's a finish line, right? I don't think you just get there and it's done. It seems like it's this long, arduous right. process. And I, I, I guess the question I kept asking myself when I was prepping this sermon was, is healthy worth it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like when I look at the work it's going to take for me to really get to a place where I am truly emotionally healthy, all I can see is a lot of work and all I can see is a lot of things I don't know. Don't know what happens when I pull that layer back. And so I I guess the question I have for today's podcast is just a process like is healthy actually worth it? We tell people they should do it. We encourage people to walk it, but when rubber meets the road, is it really worth all the work? So immediately what comes to mind is is a lot of color of um, the idea of is it worth it for me? Um, anyway, anyway, is it worth that? it for the one like people that I'm loving? Because like like one at, at a certain point in my life, I would have said no, um, and just capped with my, what my capacity was at that point. At this point in life, I would say definitely yes. Um, I've, I've had a significant amount of layers pulled back 
um, to have a better perspective of life and seeing it, actually seeing healthy too, that it's not an ethereal concept. Um, I've actually seen people be able to be healthy. Um, but like what I was saying about like loving people, it's like, I, I am to the point now of like realizing that me being healthy means that my kid is going to have to fight less battles Mm -hmm. to become the healthiest version of themselves. So when I put that down on paper and I, I say what I just said and put it on a piece of paper and read it back to myself. And then I ask the question is, is it worth it? Is every hardship, every, (laughs) every vulnerable moment, every time that you're uncomfortable, the sleepless nights, et cetera, et cetera. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, is that worth it? Um, yes uh for her mm-hmm. uh, that's that's kind of how i look at it um and 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 in turn if it's worth it for her it's worth it for me because i ha- i i feel like that. i wouldn't dare project this on somebody but i feel that it's my responsibility to be the healthiest version of myself for my kid mm-hmm. um so that i can help equip them for life because you have a controlled environment in your home per se um as an adult like you you can attribute to or you can contribute to in a, a controlled environment in a safe environment and do the work but the outside world is not a controlled environment that you can't necessarily prepare them you can prepare them for you can give them the curriculum but they themselves are going to walk out into life one day and so helping Helping myself is as helping my kid. Saying saying a lot of saying a lot of color and, and, and trimming the fat, but that's in my opinion, that's 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 why it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? I might I might have like a follow up question. Is it cool? Mm-hmm. Um I heard someone like a while ago and they're talking about how like every time you find out you're wrong and you uh, want to accept like a new truth you actually have to let like a piece of you die. Like the piece of you that thought that the thing was right, right before has to die. Right. And he's talking about how like depending on how big that truth was to you, that can be a large piece of you and it can be painful. Right. Is, is that kind of the, is that the cost that we're kind of talking about? Does that make sense? No, it does. I think, uh, I think for me, um, There's, 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 I mean, layers really is the right word to quote Shrek, you know, like mm-hmm. og- un- ogres are like onions, they have right. layers, so are humans. <clears throat> um, and I think, you know, depending on the amount of trauma an individual has, right, there's <clears throat> maybe more or less hesitation to pulling your layers back. But when you've gone through some stuff and had difficult seasons or um, <clears throat> injustice has been done to you or, dreams failed and crumbled or any thousands of reasons why an individual would get to a place to where they're not in an emotionally healthy spot. <clears throat> when you start pulling those layers back to figure out the why behind that, you don't know what you're going into. Exactly. <clears throat> so you don't, you don't know, you, you just don't know how what's underneath that because you can't see it. Right. Hence the reason you have to pull it back. Yeah. And there is a, man, there is a level of fear attached to that, that I I wish I could figure out how to, and I wish I could figure out how to put into words because it is so, it's so scary to like try to step into something that might hurt you worse than you feel now. Yeah. 
And it's like, but like, I, even though I'm in pain, like I've accustomed to it, mm-hmm. right? It's right. almost like I've, I've gotten the callousness of the pain I'm in. So right. it's like, I at least know this hell. Right. And I'm not sure I want to add more to it. Yeah. And because this present hell is so awful and it is so difficult or whatever, but I can at least navigate it. I'm not sure I can take more. Mm. And so what happens is I'm so fixated on the difficulty of pulling that layer back that like, I don't ever do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, though, what I've come to realize is you still stay stuck though. Right. Like just because you can move doesn't make you healthy. It just means you haven't quit yet. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we do a lot with like our, like our lives, especially our emotions, are we kind of take like a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it approach. But the mm-hmm. problem is most of us know we're broke. Mm-hmm. Most of us know that there are parts that aren't right. Most of us know that we're shorter than we should be. We're angrier than we should be. We're, we have terrible dialogues about ourselves internally that we don't tell people about. Like most of us know that there are things emotionally that aren't quite right yet. And so instead of it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's more if the car can function, let it roll. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's not really operating the way it's supposed to, but I think I can still get to the gas station. So I'm not going to take it to the mechanic. Right. The problem is eventually that car dies. Right. And it craps out and it breaks. And I think we just live our lives like that far too often. And so we're stuck with a, if it can function, don't fix it mentality. And we never get to know joy. And so for me, I absolutely, like the idea that pulling this layer back, what it might cost me, man, that's, that's a, that is not an easy, that's not an easy conclusion to come to. Cause it's like, what if the pain you're feeling is associated with someone that matters to you? What if, I've been lying to myself that an individual has caused me harm mm-hmm. and I don't want to acknowledge that. Like, I don't want to say that that's true because of what that might cost me. So instead I'm going to keep letting them hurt me. Yeah. I'm going to keep being in a relationship that's dysfunctional. I'm going to keep putting myself in environments that are tearing me up inside because the idea of losing someone who's supposed to be important to me is allowing the person who's supposed to be important to me to keep hurting me more and more and more. Yeah. And so then bitterness and unforgiveness and pain just keeps first fostering and fostering and fostering and growing and growing and growing in your heart. So yeah. Yeah, I think there are definitely some moments where when you get faced with healthy potentially costing me something that was good in one season or I think I need. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I don't think it's that easy. I think the answer is obviously choose healthy. I just think it's hard. I think that's part of the reason I like this dialogue is because like if you're listening to this one and you're in a similar spot and you've like, you know, there are some things that you have to process, but man, processing it is so scary because you don't know what's next. Right. And it's packaged as healthy. So in your brain, I feel like your brain processes is like, Oh, well being healthy, that, that feels good. Like I, a healthy something is thriving, right? That makes sense. So like when you're met with friction, you're met with pain, you're met with um, a wall or a giant or whatever you want to put like that. That's kind of contradictory to what you think you're walking into. So I agreed to healthy, not to hurt before I'm healthy. Yeah. And so like, if it hurts for a long time before I'm allowed to get healthy or I find myself healthy or crap, even find out what healthy is. Yeah. 
Like, um, nope, I'm going to go back to this. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my shallow, like, wading pool, mm. and I'm going to, like, learn to swim over here while I'm sitting on my butt. Yeah. But, like, like we have the desire to go out into the middle of the ocean, but we're so terrified to, like, but what if a shark eats me? Yeah. Like, or I can't control what, out here floating, and, like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And I think, I think for me, like, they're... I've recognized like a lot of the hesitation and stuff like that is like, it's, it's not met with this beautiful golden road, golden brick road kind of, kind of thing. It's usually met with like pruning. Yeah. And if like, if you've ever seen like you're driving down the street and you see some like power line guys trimming up trees to make sure that they're not like growing into the power pole and, and, and the lines and stuff, you see them hacking these giant branches all on one side but if you go by a few months later, you you see that where they trimmed all those limbs, like say they trimmed five, there's 30 in the place of those five. So yeah. the next time those guys come in to do work and do some pruning and trimming and stuff, um, they've got a whole lot more work. And I think you can kind of flip that on its head in a beautiful, healthy way when you prune something that's taking life away from you. Uh, what can grow in its place is a is multiple growth points and that's beautiful, but also like, like growth in the wrong direction, uh, pruning in the wrong way, um, like, or, or the lack thereof produces that where it's like, I was fighting five things, but me lack the lack of me fighting those five things efficiently and and, and in in a healthy way. Now there's 30 things to fight. And so you think that you're just staying, you're the same tree, you're, sta- you're, you're stationed, you're, you're planted where you're at, right? And you think that you're in your own place or whatever, and you think you're not, well, nothing, has, nothing bad has changed. And then you, like, you realize, like, the fact of me not moving and not addressing these things has actually bred 30 more branches for me to have to trim. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's good. That's really good. I like that. Yeah, it's a trip when you realize that um, to properly heal means breaking the bone, right. and that's like that's that's just it's that's a really hard thing to come to grasp with. Like, uh, like there's all 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 kinds of surgeries where like you get in and you realize like the bone didn't heal the way it was supposed to, so you have to break that bone to set it right. And I think sometimes in life, whether we did it to ourselves or people did it to us or some combination of the both. We get to moments and to heal the way we're supposed to means having to hurt a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that sometimes when you're already in pain, if hurting more today has to happen, um, it's really hard to accept that. I, I think like the way I said it last night is that surviving focuses on fear of today, but thriving focuses on hope and tomorrow. Yeah. <clears throat> I think sometimes we let the pain of what might happen right now rob us of seeing the hope of what healthy could be. Right. And like we spend so much of our life just trying to survive and we're not really equipped with the tools to process emotions, which is why it's so scary. It's like for most of us, we didn't have healthy emotional people. (laughs) We didn't have parents that modeled it well or, we didn't live in community that was healthy. We didn't live in a culture that's emotionally healthy. Like we really didn't have that many people modeling for us what it means to process your emotions and what all of that looks like. And so you start stepping into like trying to navigate some of that. And it means stepping into a world you don't know. Yeah. Like it means trying to build something without the tools necessary yet. 
And it is so scary to do something like that. And so then you get so fixated on like how much worse today could be that you never ever have hope again for what tomorrow can be. And so like we stay surviving. And the problem is, is like every check engine light on your car, bro, you can ride those things for a long time. Like you, a check engine light can be on a car for a good decade before you ever have to actually take it to the shop. Mm -hmm. And we can do the same thing as human beings. Like we'll just ignore that things aren't right, that things aren't good. And a lot of us can make it a while. Like, we really can. Like, we can just get by. We can cover up. We can put the mask on. We can keep the facade up. But you'll never know real joy. You'll never know true happiness. You'll never know all of these beautiful things that I think God has intended for us to have in our life because we're so afraid to dig. Mm -hmm. We're so afraid to process. We're so afraid to look deeper because we don't know what's there. But what you do know is right now is not working. Yeah. (laughs) It's like we only count the cost one way. Yeah. Cause like we're, we're sitting here and it's like, well, what's it going to cost me? Is healthy worth it? <clears throat> Great question. <clears throat> what happens if I pull that layer back? What happens if I knock that domino down? What's going to come with that? <clears throat> what ripple effect is that going to cost for me in my marriage? What mm-hmm. ripple effect is that going to cost for me and my family? Am I going right. to be cool with my parents anymore? Yeah. Am I going to have healthy relationship with my siblings? Am I going to have to break up a relationship because I woke up one morning and found out it was unhealthy for me? Like, how far does that ripple effect go? Like, if I do this, what's this going to cost? And what are the people going to say about me? What is the the place of employment I have? Like, there's a thousand things that play out, right? Like, you're really trying to assess this thing. Is healthy worth it? Like, it's going to cost. Right. I don't think I want to pay that. Well, the other side of that coin is also true. What if you don't, though? Yeah. <clears throat> Count that cost. Who are you in six months if you don't process the emotions? What's that relationship look like in 10 years? Yeah. Who are your kids in 20 years? Right. Who are you in 30 years? What kind of marriage do you have? Do you still have a marriage? Are you still here? If you don't process what's going down deep in your soul, the emotions that are all over the place, like, who are you? And that, for me, man, that has been such a crazy question to navigate the last month mm-hmm. of just... What if I don't though? You know, like, uh, like what kind of what kind of dad does my kids get if I don't do the work today? Mm-hmm. Like, what what uh, what kind of husband does Nicole get if I don't do the work today? What kind of pastor does the church get? Like, that for me is the question. That's the question at the process. It's like. Who do you even like what you have now? And I think for me, I'm at a place in my life where it's like, it's better than it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I'm not that 16 year old boy who's a victim everywhere he goes anymore. Yeah, <clears throat> I've built a life. Um, <clears throat> like honestly, man, I'm living the dream 16 year old Taylor would have wished could happen. So it's better than it was. But I don't think better than it was is God's plan for us. Yeah. Uh, I think thriving is. And while it's better than it was, there's still work to be done. And if 29-year-old Taylor doesn't do the work today, then 40-year-old Taylor can't be who he's supposed to be. And I think realizing that for me makes the work worth it. It makes the asking for help when you need it worth it. It it makes the stepping into the unknown 
the decision I'm going to make because yes, 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 I know what it's going to cost, but I actually don't know who I am then. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's far more terrifying than knowing more pain's coming, understanding I'm actually guaranteeing I don't reach the full capacity of my future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't get to be the kind of person I want. And so when the question of like, <clears throat> is healthy worth it? Like, I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. I haven't, uh, I haven't slayed all the demons. I haven't killed all the giants, but I'm a die trying. Mm. I'm not leaving earth without taking these things out. I got things passed to me that shouldn't have got passed to me. And I'm not going to do another generation of handing them to my kids. Yeah. And so I'm going to do the work so they don't have to. And the hope of the future for me keeps me moving because I'm trying to thrive, not just survive. Right. Yeah. How, how important do you think it is to a person to like see help? I, I think it's super important. Like, uh, you don't, you can't know what you don't know. Right. So, which again is why I think it's so important that we get healthy and that we stay healthy. Right. Because our kids need to see it. Yeah. I think it's the reason the church matters. I really believe in my whole heart the local church is the hope of the world. When we do this thing right and we 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 build a place that people can be safe and they can be loved and they can be cared for and they can be developed and they can be invested in and they can be launched into all that God's called them to be, really all we're doing is trying to show you healthy. Right. I mean, the church yeah. at its best is really just a place to come and see. Mm-hmm. Come and meet Jesus. Come and experience who he is. Come feel the rest that only he can provide. Come find this person that will feed and water your soul in ways this world never could. Mm-hmm. All the church really is is just a spot to come and bear witness to who God is. And you get in this place, and what you find out is none of us are perfect, but some of us are healthy. Yeah. Healthy isn't having every dot, every I dot and every T crossed. It's being honest about the faults that you have and moving towards health. Right. Like, so for me, I think for me, what I thought healthy was my whole life was no more pain. Mm-hmm. Like when I don't have to hurt anymore, I'll be healthy. And that is such a awful thing to shoot for. Cause you don't get to have it because life is just mean mm-hmm. and life is just hard. And you have a beautiful God who is with you, but man, there are some things you just can't stop. There was no amount of questions you could ask or pre-planning you could have made. Tragedy just finds you this side of heaven. And it's part of living in a broken fallen world. So if the goal is to be never in pain or to never hurt again, then I'll never be healthy. But if the goal is learn to process the emotions and get back to hope. So while even today might not be good, and even though my circumstances might not be the best they've been, God still loves me and I still got people that are for me. And so I can process the emotion I'm feeling, ride that wave out, get through it, and then start moving back towards health. Mm. And I think when the church is the beautiful bride it's supposed to be. It's a bunch of people in a room who are honest about the fact that they're not perfect, that they need Jesus, but they're not going to stop either. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep moving towards it. They're going to keep chasing healthy. Uh, And there's something about, there's something about seeing people, man, who have had hard moments and are still happy. Yeah. Right. There's a, there's something about knowing someone's gone through something and there's still joy. Mm-hmm. How'd you do that? How'd you get there? Cause they're healthy. Yeah. 
they're not perfect. They're not smarter than you. They've just figured out how to process that emotion and how to navigate that thing. And they can probably show you. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's the hope is that I can model for my children. I'm not perfect, but I'm not going to let my emotions win. I'm going to push through them. I'm going to process them. And then I'm going to come out the other side healthy for it. And for me, I don't, I don't think you find healthy by accident. Mm-hmm. I agree. I just, I, I, I literally don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't even know I had more crap to process right. until like Monday. So right. yeah, <laughs> like I, I couldn't even see it. Like, like Jared had to help me see it. I do not, I do not know how you stay healthy out of community. I don't know how it works. Right. If someone figures it out, please write the book and tell everybody else. Right. But there come moments in life where you can't see it. Like I said, I thought I was good enough. I was better than I was. So I thought I'd somehow hit it. And it's like, oh no, but there's more. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of a relationship with Jesus, not just a place you attend, but like knowing God allows this beautiful dialogue to where you can slowly but surely become the person he's always called you to be. Right. Uh, I, I think the thing I heard in a podcast was um, uh, there's no finish line to this thing. Mm. Yep. <laughs> I think for me, I want finish lines. I want to yeah. push through as fast as I can. I want to find the pain, feel the pain, get through the pain and run and go to the next thing. Um, but life isn't something you try to get through as quick as you can. It's something you try to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to processing our emotions, it's a journey. It's a process God's trying to take us through. And some stuff is deep and it hurts and it takes time to navigate the nuance of what that means and how far that domino effect you were talking about earlier goes. Like mm-hmm. you can't knock all the domino down right at one moment. Yeah. You got to see how far that thing ripples. I can't, I can't attack every trauma mm-hmm. at the exact same moment. I don't have that capacity. Right. No one does. Right. All I can do is at one step at a time. So let's find the one domino. Let's knock that thing down and let's ride that wave out as far as it goes. Right. And on the other side, we'll attack it again. But when you are out here trying to get through it as fast as you can, you're just knocking everything over, creating ripple effects of chaos right. that you don't have the tools to process yet. Right. Mm-hmm. So then it only makes things worse. I think it's I think it's so important too. I love so so many of your words right there were like working definitions for like this ethereal concept of health. <laughs> yeah. Um I think an incredibly powerful bank is the fact that we have a resource with the church and I'm going to say the like the capital C church even if it's done not well. Um, it's it, the potential bank of resource that the capital C church has to have a working definition of health for people is, is like it's gold. Um, because I think the average human has an ethereal mountaintop concept of health. That is this, it's almost like this untouchable thing, but it is untouch like they they create it to be this untouchable thing, but also there it, it it does exist. How do I get to it? So like it's this line I'm never gonna be able to get to because it's like there's a secret code to life. <laughs> there's a secret code to be healthy. But if like Taylor just said, if if you're if you can see it, if you can see imperfect people walking out a process, learning how to walk a practical definition of health out, 
and like be, be labeled as like this is a very healthy person. This is a healthy family dynamic. These are healthy parents. This is healthy parenting, etc. Uh, like that itself is so equipping because I just say immediate thought came to mind is like, okay, like like I have one person that pops into my head of like this is the person that I would like to be to this level of health when I when I get grown up <laughs> or whatever, right? <laughs> and that was my first kind of interaction. And then now I'm recognizing like, okay, it's growing. There's two or three. Then there's four or five. Then there's five or six. And then now there's 10 different like sets of people that are like, you know what? They're imperfect and they're in a process, but I would deem them as healthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an ethereal, fictional concept for me until I saw it and then to realize that it can be it's not just like this one messiah type person that can be quote unquote healthy that it's like oh it's possible for the grunts like Mm -hmm. us us nor us quote unquote like bottom of the totem pole folks you know um like it's possible Mm -hmm. um that gosh that's so freeing I don't know it, it freeing is the word that comes to mind no for sure I like that you, uh, I like that you're talking about how like emotions, um, like, like these people are healthy, um, and like with all the emotions are imperfect people that are healthy. And I think it's very important for me because I just, I don't, I think I thought healthy was having all your stuff together. I I really do. Like, I think that would have been my definition. If someone would have asked me, you know, 10 years ago, how do you define healthy? I'd be like, well, your your craps together that's healthy you got answers you have questions right i think here on the back side of it now i think i realize now like healthy is not not having emotions and i i think for me that like i think i would have always deemed the healthiest people to be people who are the least emotional Mm -hmm. uh they seem to be the least bothered uh you know they they don't cry they don't complain they just they kind of are and i've met enough people like that now um that i realize like no that's not healthy either mm-hmm. <clears throat> i think healthy people they just they don't they don't hide their emotion and they don't let their emotion define them yeah. and it's the two of those working together that i think get us to health it's like i am more than the emotion i'm feeling <clears throat> But I am feeling an emotion. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's good. that like this like, is a valid emotion. There's something to this. And I'm gonna process it. I'm not my emotion, but I am more than my emotion. Right. Like I am more than my emotion, but I have one and I'm gonna feel it. Like really writing that out. And so for me, I think once I realized that like you can be healthy and have big emotions, I just that was freeing for me. It's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I feel these really big things and I can do something with them. Uh, I mean, honestly, Preston said something last week and uh, when we were taping a podcast, he said that you, uh, uh, your emotions aren't eternal. You are. And I was like, ding, <laughs> that's it, bro. Like, because for me, I think I realized that sometimes the emotions feel like they don't end mm-hmm. and realizing that like, I'm the one that's eternal, not the emotion mm-hmm. that if I'll pause, if I'll breathe, if I'll calm down, I'll ask questions. I'm stronger than my emotion is. I'm going to outlast that emotion. The emotion's real. It's valid. And it is definitely creating chaos. 
but it is not bigger than I am. I have all the tools necessary inside me to properly navigate that emotion. And being around people that have learned how to do that is so helpful. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, like, at least for me, man, I, I have not mastered this thing. So this is probably the worst podcast maybe because we're not about to tell you how to do it perfectly because we still try and figure this thing out. Um, but what I do know is, is I'm around some people who process emotions well, mm-hmm. and we're going, we are going to figure it out. While we may not have all the answers, we are going to win because we're bigger than our emotions, but we right. also feel them. We're going to process them. We're going to learn what we need to learn from them. And we're going to keep moving because there's, there's good on the other side of this. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than my emotion, but I'm having them and I'm going to walk that line out for the rest of my life, hold both of those truths together and figure out what, it's my body really trying to say to me in this moment, what, what can I learn from this and how can I get better? Right. Right. And it's so life giving too to watch those people like those people that we deem as being healthy. Like it's so life giving to watch them in process of continuing, continually learning, mm-hmm. um, like continuous learning. Like I, I love watching people that I, cause I am, I'm very easily put people on pedestals and that's real freaking unhealthy mm. and something that's real, <laughs> really, really productive for me of becoming a healthier person is watching somebody that I admire do stupid stuff mm-hmm. and like make mistakes and, and also like acknowledge it and learn from it. Um, our lead pastor, Jared Callahan, um, did a series called driving emotions and he like colored up all these different, like, like these are real emotions and don't pretend you're not having them. Just know, know the purpose, know what it's, know what it's telling you. And then like how to deal with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. There's <laughs> this series is on YouTube. You have to go find it and check it out. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, but f- yeah, for me, it was like, gosh, okay, cool. Like the people that I am quick to try and put on a pedestal, they dethrone themselves from that pedestal and show me that like the pedestal doesn't exist. Like yeah. quit. Don't put me up there. Like we're all, capable of this it's just i'm a little further ahead than you are at the moment that's okay. so it, it's the c.s lewis i'm pretty sure it's c.s lewis quote we watched the c.s lewis play it so it, I, it is a quote it's the quote that c.s lewis said where he's like he was writing a letter to somebody and he's talking about like that person was wrestling with their faith or whatever and he's looking at c.s lewis to be like this like mount rushmore like father of the faith person and c.s lewis basically like honestly man i've really just been in the hospital like a little bit longer than you yeah. Like I'm, I'm not that much smarter than you. I'm not that much further along than you. I've just been in the hospital a little bit longer. And I think for me, being in a community where that's true is what allows people to become healthy. Yeah. Because none of us are like, we got this together. It's like, we really just know where the bathroom's at. Right. <laughs> like some of us know where the best bathroom is. That's about all we got on you. So, right. I mean, like if you don't want to sit on a nasty toilet seat, dog, I got you. Right. But like if you want to know how the medicine's made, I don't know, bro. Let's go to the window together and ask the question because right. I ain't figured that one out yet. And like, right. as silly as an illustration as that might be, like, for some people, that's freeing mm-hmm. to realize. Like, there's like, like Trev said earlier in the podcast, like, there's not a secret code some people have and others haven't. Man, no one can predict the way your body's going to respond to trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. No one can figure out the way your emotions are going to hit you because there's no other you. You're the only you. But having people who have walked similar emotions out. And it didn't kill them is so helpful to have in your life because then you can find out you can lean on their shoulders when you can't stand anymore. Right. And vice versa, the day will come where you'll be able to do the same thing. Absolutely. You'll be in the hospital just a little bit longer than somebody else and you'll get to let them know where the good bathroom is at. Right. Yeah. 
It's like the the that's the good. fruit that's growing on your tree will not just be able to feed you, but you'll able to like you'll be you'll be producing so much that you'll be able to produce more. Um, also, off that conversation too, it's like if you run into people that say they have it all together and they're projecting that they found out the secret code, freaking run and <laughs> come find us at the brick, and we'll be broken together. We'll be messed up together. We'll be dirty together. But like, like I just had like so many freaking places and rooms I've been in of like, this is the code, just do this. And it's like, well, that I don't agree with you and I don't know how to do it. So that makes me not a human, I guess. So help. But cool combo, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh I'll say we ended there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love you guys like crazy. Thank you for being the podcast. Uh, We love y'all like crazy. Thank you for listening to the No Walls. Uh, Have an amazing weekend.